Welcome to the smoke pit. That was a very uh, expensive bottle. It sounded like you opened. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what it what it is. What what is that? It's uh, it's fucking whiskey I got from uh, the Cavalier Hotel. It has a distillery in it here in Virginia Beach. Oh yeah. Yeah, and give him a little shout out. Uh, what's uh, <laughs> uh, let me see the bottle so I can remember it. All right, hold. On, let me pour. Finish pouring this whiskey. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he claims he doesn't drink a lot, but then he finds the best bottles of the stuff I own. So <laughs> I am a man of expensive taste. That's right. That's right. Yep. Um, as where I am uh, Chipotle taste, uh, you and our uh, on again, off again hosts AJ are Taco Bell taste. First off, Taco Bell's gotten everybody through everything, so I don't want to hear. Yeah, bad and so does the drunk girl. You know, the bar fly at two a.m. Right. That is to whom I'm talking about. That's, <laughs> that's Mrs. Taco Bell to you. Old reliable. Old reliable bean burrito. <laughs> Welcome to the smoke pit. Hey. Hey, everyone. <laughs> we have another fun-filled, exciting episode with danger and intrigue. Yeah. Of the smoke pit podcast available on all platforms, Instagram and YouTube and Facebook. All the things. Yep. Uh, season three, we're actually going to be returning to video because we're uh, in the process of building a new studio. Yeah, the studio, uh, I haven't been invited because I have a restraining order from Dan, but I hear yeah. the new studio is very, very nice, so I'm excited. Well, to be fair, it's not so much from me, but rather from the uh, Planned Parenthood clinic. Ah, yes, yes. That's up there. Uh, you're not allowed within uh, 100 yards. But I'm like... <laughs> Their best customer, I know, <laughs> which is insanity. They're like, no, we don't want to be too rich. Right, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it. They, they, they have too much of my money, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so we're season three, we're going to be returning back to video, so check that out. I think season three will be sometime in February. Uh, yeah, February time frame, end of February, possibly. Yeah, uh, because Mike is actually going on a sabbatical. I, I, as I am one to do, sometimes you just got to clear your head, you know? Yeah, sometimes, you know, you just got to clear your head, and, you know, clear your chamber, <laughs> um, you know, go forth and do great things. Amen. Yeah, so... Uh, we have uh, a couple more episodes left for you for the season. I think. I hope. I don't yeah, know. I think. I. I think this is the last one. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll have one more. Who sure. knows? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned or don't. <laughs> we don't even know what we're doing. <laughs> How do we expect for you to know what we're doing? I honestly don't even know where I am right now. So. Yeah, it's like the. Uh, I think it was the Russians who said the the difficulty for preparing for war against America is that they don't even read their own doctrine or feel any obligation to follow it. Yeah, for sure. So it's really hard to plan. Uh huh. And they also said something to the fact that uh, war is chaos and the American military practices chaos on a daily basis. <laughs> We're really good at it. <laughs> yeah. So that, I think that's what makes us, um, you know, top tier. Yeah, for sure. For uh, sure. As far as military powers go. Goddamn right. But uh, we would like to say that there are a few countries that are, um, I, I would probably say, a close second. If they listen to the show, for sure. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever country you're in, that's you. <laughs> We appreciate you all. Love you all. And uh, if you want us to start uh, shipping merchandise overseas, yeah. uh, talk to um, our, our on-again, off-again host. Yeah. We really got to get him a job title. We do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. AJ, uh, he is in charge of our website, mm -hmm. and he hasn't set up shipping. I think uh, for when we put the patches on, we um we very uh, for a very short period of time offered international shipping. Yeah, for a hot second. Yeah, and then I realized that you know it was international shipping and we're not set up for that, and so I and I turned it off. But by that point, we already had a, a few orders in, mm -hmm. and one of them I was looking at it and it was like one Invictus way, and I was like, wait a second, I <laughs> yeah. I, I know that, and so I like I Googled it and it's the Wounded Warriors for the uh, the UK military. Yeah, so you have to do it. 
Yeah, so it was, you know, some poor fucking British science corporal who got his leg blown off yeah, in, yeah. in Afghanistan. Yeah, he's just like, man, you know what would really lift my spirits? A patch. And you're like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. So I went to the post office and spent like a million dollars on shipping. Yeah. It took a huge loss. Or, But, I mean, morally, you took a big win. So. I mean, I probably didn't lose as much as he did. Yeah, for sure. If he lost a leg. Yeah, yeah. Or his dick. We don't see. So we don't even know who it is. So. No, no. Yeah. I mean, I could go back and look, but that would require effort. Yeah, I, of which I have none. But I did send it. So cheerio. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're we're gonna open that up shortly. And now it's time for what you have all been waiting for. <laughs> what's that, Daniel? Story time with Mike. Dun dun dun. Mike, what's on your mind? What's on my mind? <laughs> I don't have a story for you. Why do you do this to me? <laughs> oh, I, I expect you to participate in our conversations? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> That's not my job here. That's right. As co-host, I am just to sit here and say yes, agreed, one thousand percent. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. Facts. Okay. So I would like to ask you a question. Sure. Uh, do you have any uh, stories about uh, sometimes that one of your junior sailors has like stood up for you, like uh, in the in the regard to like sometimes if like you know. If, say, like, staff sergeant is like, hey, do this, and then people aren't moving fast enough, like, the sergeant or the corporal or the lance corporal will be like, well, staff sergeant said fucking move, so move, you know? Oh, I, hmm. Maybe that's more common in the Marine Corps. That's a very Marine Corps thing, yeah. Because Navy, you got to understand, like, there's obviously rank and structure and everything, but it's not really adhered to like it is in the Marines. Yeah. Um, so there was an article uh, that said, like, when a lance corporal tells a private to do something, the private can't get it done fast enough. But if, like, an E3 in the Navy told an E2 to do something, they'd be like, why? <laughs> like, it's it's just totally different cultures. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I uh, I remember one time our corpsman was shit-talking my team leader. Oh. And we were at Mount Town. And so, I like, I was a boot PFC, and I came running through the, uh, the building. I dove through the window, and Goldberg speared him. Good. And took him to the ground. I uh, took his back, put him in a, in a rear naked choke. And then as he was busy trying to defend that, I uh, sunk my hooks in Mm -hmm. and proceeded to use uh, the heel of my right foot to stomp his testicles. Good, good. As I was choking him. Yes. Because how dare he, another E3, insult my E3 team leader. A thousand percent. And I would just like to say for your initial attack for the takedown, you said Goldberg spear. Now, was it a Goldberg spear? Was it an edge spear? Or was it like a rhino gore? No, no, it was definitely the Goldberg spear. You think so? Okay. Yeah, like my tongue was out. Nice. You picked him up and jackhammered him? Uh, well, I jackhammered his balls with my feet. <laughs> <laughs> so, and some might say that was a, a little severe. Sure. However, he understood. Yeah. He I, was he, just like, I shouldn't have been shit talking your team leader with one of his boots standing around. That's right. It's like tourniqueting your neck. Like you can only do it once. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, I, I might've told this before. I, I'm sure I've told the story dozens of times, uh, we were doing a push and, excuse me, a burp. Yeah, you did. Wow. We ate wow. so many spicy nuggets earlier. <laughs> we did. We did, ate yeah. a lot, yeah. And that's foreshadowing for the latter half of the episode, so that's stay true. tuned. Stay tuned, you fucks. <laughs> you fucks. <laughs> um, we were on an op, and this dude, Devening, he gets shot right in the ass cheek, like T-minus 20 minutes into the fucking push. Like, yeah. We were in our staging zone. Boom. We hit the city. We're like two houses into it, and Devening gets popped right in the ass. Oof. And the uh, the dude who was considered to be the moron of the platoon right. uh, comes running up, and he's got a tourniquet. And uh, Devening was just like, hey, asshole, get away. What are you going to do? Fucking tourniquet my ass cheek? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yes, I will. <laughs> yeah, so like good initiative, sure. bad judgment. Bad execution, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so um, I was in uh, <laughs> Mount Town. 
<laughs> what the fuck is going on in Mountain Town? <laughs> oh, I mean, we, you know, Iraq was mainly urban combat, That's so fair. we spent a lot of time in Mountain Town. No, I get that, yeah. Yeah, we became subject matter experts. There you go. You know, the uh, the theory is is that if you've done something for 10,000 hours, you can call yourself an expert. Right. I think that's bullshit because <laughs> I see fucking taxi drivers in New York City or people who are driving around here that have spent 40,000 hours driving and they're still shitty drivers. <laughs> so I think that's just a, a fucking team guy thing to say on a fucking TED Talk stage yeah. at some sort of conference so that way people will pay you money because yeah. you sound cool. That's very true. Yeah, it doesn't take 10,000 hours to become an expert because I became an expert in banging y'all's mom Damn. in five seconds. Oh my God. Wah, wah, wah. The shade, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> wow. So there we are in Mount Town <laughs> before Mount- I was rudely interrupted. <laughs> Mounting your mom. <laughs> Um, and I, I don't mean that y'all's moms are nice lady. I'm sure some of them suck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, statistically, theoretically, we, they all yeah. do. I mean, that's how we all got here. You wow. Know? Wow. Wow. Like, there's what? Seven billion people on the, on the planet. So, I mean, theoretically, at least three billion women got cream pie. So, sure. Like, I mean, that makes sense. But at the same time, so just our listeners sake, like, I yeah. don't know. I don't know our numbers as of today. I mean, they're pretty high. So you yeah, got to yeah, think yeah. out of all the mothers that are associated with the listeners, some of them suck. Yeah, they have to. And I feel like um, there's probably a handful of people who got like really fucking itchy buttholes over that. Yeah, for sure. Like, that's my mother. Right. Like, what kind of fucking Freudian fucking relationship do you have going on? (laughs) Exactly. That a person who clearly has never met her, probably never even been to your hometown. Exactly. Like, appears to have intimate knowledge. And you're getting okay, really? (laughs) It's like. All right, there's a few mama boys out there. I get it. <laughs> so I'd like to issue this formal apology on behalf of Mike. Yeah, no, uh, I'm glad he did it for me because the only one I need to apologize to is your mama. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we going on a tangent about moms? I don't know. Well, I, I think love you started it. it. Yeah, well, I'm going to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how people become moms. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to Mount Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mountain so, your mom town. I, um, I, I remember... Uh, being in like there and like we're we're like cleaning our weapons after a day shooting blanks you know how like that yeah and uh, one of the boots like looks over and he's like a sergeant like why do you only wear one knee pad and i'm like well you know when you take a knee you generally take a knee on your dominant side Mm -hmm. like if you're right-handed you usually take a knee on your right side and like that's how they train you to shoot and stuff right and so if i got to take a knee in a a hurry or you know if uh, we're out on security patrol or like if like the ground's really hot you know, like, and it's, it's good to have that protection because very rarely are you on, like, both knees or your left knee, you know? Right. Like, sometimes you might switch it up if you've been there too long, but that's really all I need is the one, if anybody ever has that question. And um, uh, so something had came up to the fact where the one of the fucking uh, Lance Corporal team leaders was just like, hey, boot, did you really just fucking ask the sergeant a question without fucking asking someone of us first? Like, I could have fucking answered that. Right. And he starts fucking getting hammered to him. And he's like, how fucking dare you talk to a fucking E5 without fucking talking to your E3 first? And, like, yeah. in my head, I was just like, yeah, I'm getting old and soft. Like, that's the right thing, you know? Sure. Like, if I was a boot, I wouldn't have talked to my squad leader without well, talking to my team leader first, you know? Yeah, definitely not. And so he comes over, and he t- rips the fucking knee pad off of my fucking knee. And goes over to him and he puts the knee pad in the boot's face and tells him to stand up and stand a parade rest for my knee pad. Oh, wow. And he's like, this knee pad has spent twice as much time in the fucking shit as you've been in the fucking Marine Corps. <laughs> <laughs> and so he has it in his face. and He's making him say, I knee pad. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. I'm trying not to fucking smile, you know, because like, I'm not going to step on my guy's dick, you know, like he's yeah. trying to install. You know? Especially when he's rolling like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, 
and and he was just like, "Hey, Sergeant, you said that the fucking rooftops and shit were really hot, right?" Mm. And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Is this tar on there?" I'm like, "Yeah." And he's like, "You see this fucking boot? The tar was so goddamn hot on these fucking rooftops that it melted and stuck to this fucking knee pad." <laughs> <laughs> and so he's just fucking going off on him, like making him stand for the rest of the knee pad. And I'm I just like, it. "This motherfucker, like devil dogs, man." Yeah, Ugh, the worst slash best. They'll put a fucking on you if you let them. I think we should make another T-shirt with that, like. The shadow of a Lance Corporal standing pre-dress for a knee pad. <laughs> Just saying, I knee pad. I knee pad. I knee pad. <laughs> and then, uh, if and, and I don't want to exaggerate, um, as the only one on the show who doesn't. Uh, <laughs> I don't but, even talk. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your own fault. Yeah. I'm like, hey, Mike, tell a story. And you're like, eh. Nah, no, nah, no, thanks. Uh, I do believe, he was like, oh, good, knee pad. Oh, well, it's not like it has a rank or anything. I know that's Sergeant Knee Pad. Right, exactly. And I was just like, okay, like, at this point, I was like, all right, hey, gents, bring it in. You yeah, know, like, exactly. I'm going to password or do something. Like, bring it in on my knee pad. <laughs> <laughs> I got to corral the fucking boots in. Yeah. Yeah, so your turn. Okay. Uh, I don't have a story, but... <laughs> <laughs> or anything pressing that you want to talk about? Um, No, not really, man. I just... um I'm trying to think. No, I don't have any stories this week. No, have I told the? Was it on another podcast or our podcast? I told the story about the the koala STD scare. No, I most certainly have not mm, <laughs> heard like about the koala I STD mean, scare. I feel like I've told that story. Well, I mean, I'm here for it again. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I mean, I you know recently spent some time with koalas. <laughs> so you know some uh, some you know, things that sleep all day and riddle chlamydia, and I'm not talking about just my ex. Hey, yeah. we need a soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, okay. Well, here this goes. Everybody, buckle up for another Mike sex story. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is for, like, what, six years ago now? Five, six, yeah, about six years ago. So, I was coming off of leave, about to fly back uh, to my glorious base, and um, I was sitting in the Indianapolis uh, airport with a girl I'd met on Tinder that night. Ooh. And so, yeah, yeah. And so, she was like, yeah, we can, like, I pretty much told her, I was like, yeah, I mean, it'd be cool to go out and stuff, but I, uh... I'm flying back um, tonight, so, like, I mean, yeah, that's it. So, it'll be, like, a one-night kind of thing. And she's like, I'm down. So, we just, we had dinner and stuff. She's super nice, and she was, uh, she worked at a local zoo and stuff. So, she was, like, super into animals, obviously, and we talked about animals and blah, blah, blah. And so, we were sitting in the, the cell phone uh, parking lot of the airport, and uh, I'm, like, a few hours early for my flight. And so, I'm just kind of like, okay. So, we're sitting there, and uh, she kept talking about, like, uh, the new koala exhibit at the zoo and how cute koalas are and how great they are and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I mean, word, yeah, they're adorable. And then, so one thing led to another, we start, uh, start having relations and, uh, <laughs> oh my. and, uh, oh my, yeah, put the kids to bed. And, uh, so we go in her backseat, she had like a big, like SUV or whatever. And so we go into her backseat and I'm kind of like, oh, it's kind of fun fooling around for, you know, uh, get back from leave and stuff. And, yeah, uh, yeah. We, <laughs> And so she does. She doesn't want to have sex, which makes sense, you know. She doesn't know me, and so she gives me uh, what we'd like to call an old fashioned, uh-huh. just a big old hand job. Which yep. I, I've said for years, um, like I'm not a fan of blowjobs. I'm really not. I'm a huge fan of hand jobs. <laughs> you oh, know I what I mean? That. Like I just, to me, there's no real guilt, and it's just like, well, teach his own, you know? Yeah, a hundred percent. So yeah. And you could watch their pitiful attempts to satisfy you <laughs> as the only hand who truly knows your body is your own. That's true, yeah. And mine. Yeah, that's true. Well, yours is, yeah. It's otherworldly. Uh, 
It's because I got these these big fucking meat hogs. That's true. Yeah, yeah. You like, know uh, we actually have our one of our YouTube videos on in the background right now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm looking at it, like I have troll hands. Yeah. Like those are the hands that look like they built bridges and the skyscrapers in New York. Yeah, yeah. And yours just looks so soft and <laughs> manicured. <laughs> Never seen the sun. <laughs> Never seen the sun. <laughs> anyway, uh, so <laughs> someone back there getting like uh, a nice little like fucking high school dry rub down, you know, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so eventually it ends as all things do and I have more questions before you move on. Okay, what's up? All right, so was she hot? Yeah, yeah, she was super hot. Yeah. Okay. Now uh did was her car clean? No, it was messy. Okay, cuz I feel like that's a huge indication of whether or not you should use protection with somebody. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like if they have like a super messy car, then you don't need a condom. Right. <laughs> you don't need a condom. No, you don't. So if it's a pristine car, you should use a condom. No, you don't need a condom either. <laughs> Wow, so wise. <laughs> you know, like as long as you check one of those boxes on the metric, then right, you can right. be like, well, I use the Mike Sensi system. Yeah. What if she doesn't own a car? You obviously don't need a car. <laughs> what is she going to do? Track you down and take the bus to your house? Like, shit. The bus stop's running at 945. Uh, I checked. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So that, that sexual escapade finishes, and so do I. And so it's, it's cleanup time, right? Yeah. Everybody get your brooms. It's cleanup time. And uh, <laughs> so she hands me a towel that was in her back seat. I'm okay. Kinda like, I'm kind of like word, whatever. And so I'm like using the towel to clean up the crime scene. And I noticed there was like some like fur on my hand. And I was like, I was like, what? I was like, is this a dirty towel? And she's like, ah, uh, she's like, no, I don't think so. And she's like, no, you know what? Actually, I think that towel was used to uh, swaddle one of the koalas. And I was like, oh my god. I was like, bro. <laughs> Like, you know what those things do, right? Yeah. They have chlamydia. That's it. That's all they do is have it. Is it is an epidemic. An absolute epidemic. When I say, like, I was, like, just flushed and, like, so concerned in that moment. Yeah. Like, out of everything in my entire life, I'm going to get chlamydia from a hand job. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, it wasn't me? even from the hand job. Yeah, it right. It was exactly. from the cleanup <laughs> of a hand cleanup. job. Like, what dark world thing like what dark lord thinks that's funny <laughs> like who who did i piss off for that to happen yeah. so, well, all the crack whores you've raw dog right. behind an alley in hawaii sure, sure. this is how we're gonna get this em. is how this is how it ends and so i am just like super concerned and she's like she's like why she's like you're being super weird i'm like first off not only did you hand me a fucking koala towel to clean off with, but now I have post-nut clarity. So I'm thinking better than ever thought my entire life. So yeah. not only do I know I have chlamydia, I can feel it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I just, I know. In. It's just, I can feel it. I can see. It's like I'm being shot at. I can smell. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a whole thing. So I'm just like mortified she realizes and she's like trying to calm me down she's like no it's not like that you can't get it that way i was like yes you can you absolutely can and, and she's so, like what do you work at a zoo you dumb bitch yeah exactly <laughs> yeah aren't you like the zoo lady and um so i just like yeah i do stout uh she didn't seem to feel any type of way about it she's like this guy's fucking weird so i uh i get in my plane yeah, she didn't even fuck you like how much does she really like you yeah she gave me a hand job it's pretty dope yeah I mean, is it pretty, really though? Yeah, hand jobs are dope. Like in between, like she fucked you, she blew you, and she fucking wanked you off. Right. Like, like I'm not saying that she didn't have any sort of uh, you know uh, admiration for you. Right. But maybe like a three out of ten. No, obviously she just supports the troops. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you next time you see a troop, give him a hand job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for sure. Um, I mean, obviously ask permission first. But they're gonna say yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like a rhetorical <laughs> question. <laughs> But yeah, no, so I I flew back 
I went to I went to BAS immediately, and I was like, bro, I was like, I got this koala hand job, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm all kinds of concerned. They're like, why are you so weird? That's the name of this episode, yeah. <laughs> koala hand job. <laughs> and so they test me, and I'm fine, and then I came back a little later because you know something sometimes it doesn't you know happen overnight, so I uh, I go back a few months later, still fine. So I didn't get anything from it, but like, bro, that's. Out of all of my life, that was the one time I was like, I need to get tested. Yeah. And it's from a koala who I've never <laughs> met. I didn't know this koala. <laughs> you didn't find out the koala's name? No, I didn't. I didn't know his or her name. You wow. know what I mean? Like, no, I, I knew nothing of this koala. So that is the koala handjob story. Did you ever talk to this uh, young lady again? Um, I think we had each other on Snapchat after that for a few months, but then I ended up deploying as one does and yeah. just kind of lost contact. So, uh, Don't say it out loud, obviously, but do you remember her Snapchat? Um, I remember her first name. Do you think we could find it and send her ominous koala chlamydia related content? <laughs> well, it's it's been like six years. So <laughs> hey, Petty has no limit. I I doubt. I I have a feeling she's given a lot of dudes hand jobs and given them koala STDs. So I feel like <laughs> I, I don't even know if I'm <laughs> I don't even know if I'm uh memorable in that way. So yeah, she's like you and a thousand other guys, buddy. Take yeah, exactly. Number. Yeah, pff, get out of here. <laughs> feeding his penguins or whatever <laughs> super busy yeah exactly she's like koala chlamydia yeah. it's not like i gave you penguin syphilis exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> you call me when you get lion aids <laughs> oh man speaking of which this episode is brought to you by strike force energy hey. discount code smoke pit uh, whenever you get lion aids uh, drink this and it will probably not cure you <laughs> but you'll have the energy to beat the ass of whoever gave you uh, penguin syphilis that's right yeah it's an epidemic yeah you can put it in your beer your water your butthole like whatever you want yeah for sure yeah probably don't put it in your butthole though yeah please don't or do or, <laughs> I mean, or do i don't fucking know i mean we, we kind of need someone to figure this out i don't want to be the one to figure it out like so. their their uh their president won't return my text about these matter he won't he's very he's very upset you keep saying butthole <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also check out combathomeover.com mm-hmm. uh, you can find pomades and beard oil and hair products for your head hair and your butthole hair right you know whatever whatever you need to be groomed <laughs> This throws a full service. Yeah, it's absolutely. <laughs> products for your butthole. Full service. Use our discount code SmokePit. Yep. As well as grillyourassoff.com seasoning. You guessed it, for your butthole. For your butthole. <laughs> Everything we endorse is strictly for your butthole. I mean, like, as a Navy man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I feel like this is near and dear to your heart. It's near and dear to my butthole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like, um, prostate health is the Secretary of the Navy's number one concern. As it should be. You know, not uh, war crimes. Yeah. <laughs> other things. Oof, oof. Ooh, we won't get into that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, solid yeah, dig, solid dig. Yeah, it's buttholes. It's buttholes, as it should be. As it should be. Yes. You know, and if you are listening to this and you're over the age of 40, go get a finger in your butt Yeah, by a doctor. And then go... Make sure you see the certificate first, though. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I won't be fooled again. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. fucking... Mike just runs off in a trench coat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dr. Dre, not a real doctor. <laughs> not a real doctor. Shouldn't be putting fingers in buttholes. But he does. Yep. Whew. <sighs> That was intense. Yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any other animal STD related stories? No, no, not from Just the last the one? not from the last decade, no. Uh, uh, what about the previous decade? Oof. Time will tell. <laughs> 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 As my memory slowly comes back from all the years of drinking, I'll be like, Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So uh for for those of us who are not in the room right now, <laughs> which would be everyone but me and you. That's true. Uh, would you describe to our listeners what you have in front of you? Oh, yeah. Oh, we're gonna do this now. So 
our good friends over at um, Willie Pete's Chocolate. Check them out, veteran-owned company. Uh, very nice guy. He's DM'd me a few times, just like trying to shout him out. It's an upstart company. He makes like spicy chocolates, regular chocolates, all military uh, base and stuff. Obviously, made in Connecticut. WillyPete'sChocolate.com. Check them out. Which is an interesting uh, concept because you figure chocolate would be like, you know, like milk chocolate, and it's right. just like creamy and goodness, and yeah. like you know, relaxing and sweet and stuff. And then, you know, you get betrayed by the pepper. Yeah, for sure. Just like, you know, you're getting a hand job <laughs> from a girl before you start leave. Yeah. And you get betrayed with koala chlamydia. Yeah, for sure. You can't you can't trust these koalas nowadays. No, you really can't. <laughs> They're worse. It'd be your own. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be your own. Oh, man. Um. So, yeah. So, he sent me and Dan, uh, you know, a bunch of stickers and a bunch of uh, samples of, like, uh, we tried the, the dark chocolate bar he made. It was very good. Yeah, right? it was good. And um, so... But he did send us one. It's called the Moab, Mother of All Bars. And it is this half-pound chocolate bar. It is dark chocolate uh, infused with Carolina Reapers Ooh. and car- caramel filling with ground scorpion peppers. What the f- it's Scorpions the ho- have peppers? Yeah, and chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So They got it from the koalas. So I just did the... Uh, world's hottest chip challenge the other day and it did not go well like the aftermath like my stomach's all fucked up so Dan, you handled it well though i didn't know i did yeah it was yeah. i mean it's obviously very spicy but it this was is, like denzel and glory just the one tier that's right and yeah, yeah. nothing else that's right and nothing no emotion at all and so i'm gonna i don't know what's gonna do for listeners but i'm gonna eat a piece of this bar and, and he I'll said commentate. it then he'll commentate so yeah. uh here we go now I think maybe I'll commentate in the style of like uh, Jr. As you should, and Larry the King, uh, Jerry the King Lawler. <laughs> Stop the damn man! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he's putting the bar in his mouth. Very experienced with putting large things in his mouth, and his eyes immediately lit up. Oh my god, he's pointing to his fellow oh, shit. There's milk. There's milk. <laughs> fucking drink the milk. Drink, spit it out, Michael. You're a young man, <laughs> bro. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> this is crazy spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Better or worse than the chip? It tastes better. It tastes really good. Yeah, spicier or less spicy? He's speechless, folks. You heard him. <clears throat> oh, he's working on it. <laughs> he's fucking hurting. He's over there fucking breakdancing. Mm. Bro, like, the mm-hmm. color has brought into your face. Like, you're a shade of purple I've never seen. Bro, this is painful. Then drink the milk. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> So do you feel like you disappointed your high school guidance counselor? Constantly. <laughs> <coughs> Holy shit, dude. What did your parents want you to be when you grew up? <coughs> Out of jail. <laughs> well, I mean, that's Indiana standard. <laughs> oh, he's hiccuping now. Bro. Holy shit. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. You feeling all right over there? Uh, oh. Bro, do you need Tums? Oh, shit. Oh, God. What can I do to support you? You just sit here and look pretty. (laughs) Oh, I'm failing at that. (laughs) Holy shit. Bro, and you only ate, like, a piece of that. I literally ate. And you wanted me to have some of that. And I was, like, seeing as I don't hate myself anymore, I will not be doing this, and I am glad. Holy shit. That was so rough, because, like... Stand by. <laughs> All right, so he's finally drinking some of the milk. Oh man! From a mason jar cup, bro. classic redneck, bro. 
this sucks so much because like uh like it's obviously very spicy yeah obviously <laughs> um but it's so hard to eat because it's a chocolate bar yeah and it has caramel filling so you have to like chew it oh, like you have to wow. suffer through it yeah 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 it just so doesn't much go right more. down the, the oh. do you think the caramel like coated anything the chocolate did for a little bit but yeah oh my god man oh and you know what the fucked up part is? What's that? Is how your mouth and stomach feels right now is how my heart felt in the beginning of the year. Mm. Oh. Yep. You felt like you were going to shit blood? Yeah, honestly, I did. Oh, my God, dude. I. Oh. Holy shit. So as Mike is sitting over there suffering from self-induced pain. Willie Peach Chocolate Company. <laughs> as he's one to do. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, oh. I will say that I do appreciate all the support that everybody has given me as I uh, struggled through my own journey and trying to experience, share my experience with other people. And we also want to take this time to say thank you for all the messages that we've got from people who say, you know, your podcast has helped us out. You, um, you know, you inspired me to go seek treatment or to get tested or to be honest with myself and with those around me. And so we do this for you guys. And it's uh, it's important for us to to always remember where we came from and always remember the community which we serve because at the end of the day if we don't serve each other if we don't take care of each other who else will fucking a <laughs> oh, bro i'm like struggling i know that's why i was ad-libbing there no it was really good no way to put the positive message forward while your boy's dying next to you <laughs> yeah but then again self-induced and i think that's a real good metaphor for yeah. what a lot of people go through i'm gonna blow my nose real quick keep riffing <laughs> People may not want to admit it, but sometimes you are your own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you really need that eighth beer when you know that you have work in the morning? Do you really need that fucking 12th bump of cocaine? You know who I'm talking to. <laughs> but yeah, at the end of the day, it's just like, you know, we all have our shortcomings and stuff. And you have to be able to know yourself and seek self-improvement and identify what's going on in your life. And so if it's anxiety, you know, you got to try to meditate. You got to try to take control of your emotions. If it's depression, you got to get up and fucking do something about it. You can't just sit in a dark room and expect to feel better. You know, like if you're sad because you don't have a partner, like fucking brush your teeth, get a nice shirt, go out and volunteer, like do some shit to fucking, you know, get laid. You know, right. If, if you're upset about an ex, like, you know, find a way to help people. And I find that the more you focus on other people, the better you feel about yourself. And as we put so much time and effort into uh, the media company and the podcast and the memes and the videos and the products and stuff, yep, I definitely feel that we have, um, uh, we've all grown and we've all been able to experience that personal growth and sense of satisfaction where there's a lot of times where like, I don't think that, you know, either, either you and I would be here if it wouldn't be for all the people that we knew um, would miss us and rely on us, you know? Very, very true. Yeah. My favorite thing about um, if I could suck the dicks of the listeners, um, the the dicks and the clits, um, is that like when you guys give us your personal stories, like it, it's always nice. Obviously, we get like a message or something that says like, "Oh, I love the show, appreciate it," and we appreciate you, and that's great. But it's like when we get those messages or those notifications, or even people in person <clears throat> that come up or do whatever and say like, "I listen to the show when I'm experiencing this." and this is my job and this is how it helps me and this is you know like when they make it personable to them that means so much more because much like we bring everybody in the world into our world every week on tuesday they let us into theirs for half a second so that just that just means the world 
It does. And, uh, I mean, sometimes we get some really fucking heavy messages. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That get sent to the group chat. And, um, and like, all of us are just like, what the fuck are we supposed to do with that? Like, holy fuck. Yeah. And... And at the same time, I know we uh, we unpack some some pretty heavy stuff on the show ourselves. Yeah, hundred percent. Like getting chlamydia from a koala. I didn't get it. <laughs> I was just scared. Yep. Um, and so we we appreciate all the uh, the candor and the uh, the openness from you, the listeners. And I hope you guys appreciate uh, us putting our most embarrassing moments, our fears, our hopes, our aspirations out there for you guys to share. It's all for you. Yep. All right then. So. We are going to take a quick commercial break. <laughs> so some hard dick dragon slayers got together and made a fucking movie. It's called A Grunt's Life, and it's on Vet TV. You should check it out. Gruntslife.com or VetTV.com. I think they've got free uh, trial subscriptions, so you got absolutely fucking nothing to lose and everything to gain by supporting this veteran-owned um, endeavor, trying to bring humor and camaraderie, which is uh, pretty similar to our mission. So that's why uh, we support it. Also check out warfighterscuba.org. They're a nonprofit that does diving trips for combat wounded veterans. And if you weren't combat wounded, please uh, consider donating. So that way, um, you know, these warriors who you know, left it all behind uh, can get a chance to go on a super dope trip. So Mike, one time um, we were in a firefight and um, a staff sergeant looks over at everybody and he's like, fire at will, fire at will. And I looked over at him and I was like, what did Will do? Right. <laughs> and everyone glared at me. Yeah. And no one laughed. And everyone killed Will. <laughs> Not even a chuckle, but hey, that's show business. <laughs> that's show business, baby. <laughs> uh, you know, not everything's going to be a, a home run hit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but that joke was... <laughs> womp, womp, womp. You've been doing a lot of dad jokes lately, and I dig it. Yeah, you know, as, as uh, we all get older. Yeah, yeah. We we gotta keep in touch with our our younger audience. That's you right. Know, with their stress cards and yeah, their TikToks. Oh, you you kids and your fucking TikToks. No, if you want Mike to start a TikTok no. channel, no, fuck no. If you want him to be TikToking while he's Melly rocking, I hate everything about what you just said because <laughs> you don't understand it. I so I've vented about TikTok before. I feel like we're gonna go on a tangent, but yeah, go for it. We got time to kill. <laughs> we got time. Yeah, fuck it. I know your buttons. <laughs> Listen, I'm all about TikTok as an app. I think I've seen a lot of create both military and civilian alike. I've seen a lot of creative, funny, expressive, artistic things on there. But, however, comma, <laughs> if you're on there trying to be cute in uniform with cringy music playing in the background. I will fight you on site. <laughs> I don't like how people think. I mean, it's the same on Instagram, I guess. But like, you know, uh, I mean, I do occasional thirst trap photos and stuff, mainly for the brand, not for my own self-esteem. But uh, I put, <laughs> you know, I, I get kind of putting yourself out there and being a little more vulnerable and, and sexual, if you will, for the masses. But if you're looking into a camera and you're like licking your lips and rubbing your hands and you have a fucking uniform on just trying to show how cute you look in your fucking uniform with no devices and patches because you've been in the military since breakfast, <laughs> then I will fight you. <laughs> I can't stand people getting the uniform like, and using it to try and get laid. It will get you laid, a thousand percent. You don't need to push it. Like Everybody knows what people look like in uniform. Yeah. Everybody looks great. <laughs> but like... I can, it's, it not only is it cringy, but it's just fucking, it's demoralizing. Cause I know that one day I'm going to be in some bumfuck country and my knees just don't work anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be laying in a ditch 
and like my rifle's jammed and I'm just like, why am I even here anymore? And I look over and there's, you know, fucking private piece of shit in his phone just doing selfies and like licking his lips like, mm, I'm a firefight girl for you. I would lose my life for your love or what the fuck ever. <laughs> <laughs> I I just I don't know. It's very self-absorbed culture and it it's there's an entitlement that comes with that. It's like if you want to be sexy, I'm all about it, but like if that's your whole thing, then we're going to fight. So, if you see me in the streets, first off, call me by my name, Mike fucking Cincy. And Mike second, fucking Cincy. God damn right. And second off, we're going to throw hands, for sure. Yeah. Because it'll be like that uh that one TikTok with the dude who had his like grandpa on life support. Like, you'll be hit in a ditch, and, like, the fucking Boot Corman was like, don't you give up, nah, nah, yeah. nah, don't you give up, nah, nah, Exactly. Nah. Let me love you like Morphe, goddamn. It's already the hardest working gal- liver in the galaxy, 40, and they shot it. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, my good buddies over at TikTok Boots, if you know these people personally, um, just... Let me know where they're at. I'm going to fight them. <laughs> <laughs> and for the rest of you, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think we should uh, do something where we all get together and have a beer. Okay. We, uh, you know, we have the Burbas events and, you know, we've done uh, some uh, smoke pit events here in Virginia Beach and Norfolk. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think that like uh, maybe next year with uh, season three, we should try to find some central location and just like do like a huge fucking big shindig, you know, like uh, like a live episode or just like a party. And then, like, you get really drunk. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm gonna, no matter what you're saying at the end of this, <laughs> I'm going to be drunk. So, Yeah, we're going to Chuck and Cheese to pick up my nephew. Yeah. I'm getting drunk. Yeah, well, are we Ubering? Because I'm wasted. <laughs> <laughs> Man, how does it feel to be the drunk uncle and you're not even an uncle yet? I am an uncle. Oh, you are? Yeah, I am an uncle. Uh, yeah. Tell us about this. Well, <laughs> my nieces and nephews? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Multiple? Yeah, my sister has multiple kids, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Right on. Yeah, and I'm a dope uncle, so. Yeah? Yeah, like fuck you yeah. Give him super cool gifts? Oh, uh, yeah, I spoil the fuck. Like, me and my brother both dropped, I don't want to do a monetary amount, but a lot of monies <laughs> to send um, our oldest niece to space camp, like the NASA. What? Bro, lots of monies, and she said she had a great time, and that's just the best feeling in the world. Yeah, that really is. Yeah, yeah. Man, I wish I had a super dope uncle. Yeah, well. I, I had I had to eat bologna for like the next three weeks, but it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, how is that much different than what you usually eat? It's not. I just like to brag about how much bologna I eat. <laughs> <laughs> Single-handedly keeping the Jews employed. That's right. <laughs> Somebody make bologna, right? <laughs> I'm sure. I doubt it. But Man, I'm I'm lucky in the fact where I'm such a mutt that I got like a little bit of everything in me. Well, that's not fair because yeah. I mean. I have some stuff in me too, but well, that's mostly koala chlamydia. But I'm saying <laughs> it's not in me. <laughs> well, I'm like, I, yes. <laughs> well, I'm like six percent African according to my DNA test, but yeah. I don't think that gives me an inward pass. So, nah, all that does is give you good handles on the court. That's true. I have good handles. I actually yeah, have, yeah, I have, yeah. I have a better uh, catch and shoot uh, form than most people, most white people for sure, because white people can shoot, but a lot of them can't catch and then immediately shoot. Yeah, it's only like threes at the arc. Yeah, oh, for sure. I'm Larry Birding <laughs> the fuck out of the ball if we're playing pickup. <laughs> yeah, I um, I think at least once a month you send me a video of you doing a no-looker jump shot yeah. at the basketball court and missing. Yeah. And you're like, is this funny? And I'm like, it, w- it was funny the first time. <laughs> I've done the same joke so many times. Yeah, we've been friends for almost two years now. Yeah, so yeah. Like, which surprises a lot of people. That's true, yeah. 
Yeah, especially when we don't just started and we'd only known each other for like four or five months. Yeah, like not long at all. Yeah, and people are like, oh man, you guys uh, have all this chemistry. Yeah. Like you're fucking. Yeah, exactly. Like, wow, you like, guys should have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just sitting with our hands on each other's knees at yeah. the... Uh, <laughs> at the bunker brew house exactly yeah yeah and like wow why don't you guys get a room yeah and like we did <laughs> you guys start a podcast together <laughs> yeah and in that room do a podcast yeah i uh i was, I was talking to my lady friend about this and mm-hmm. uh, saying that like oh like my boyfriend has a podcast is like the modern day equivalent of saying my boyfriend's in a band yeah exactly yeah, because it's like it, it's almost like the the same median, you know. Yeah. Because it could either be a good co- podcast or a shitty podcast or a good band or a shitty band, you know. Yeah, I mean, for every you know band of Ramones that start in a garage, there's always that uh, that band that opened for the Ramones and never made it anywhere. So I like to think we're the Ramones in that retrospect. Yeah, and so if you guys like the cream pie stories and <laughs> banging fat chicks and Mike being drunk. <laughs> Then why is all the content lean on me? <laughs> hey, you are a fucking pillar in this organization. Uh, I try. Right? I try. You know, if, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's two skulls on the flag. <laughs> if there was just one skull, it wouldn't be the smoke pit. It would be the dance show. <laughs> Welcome to the dance show. Everybody. <laughs> just, I'm going to talk about this shit that I took <laughs> for 30 minutes. <laughs> My legs fell asleep because I was looking at memes. That's right. Yeah. So, again, if you like all that shit, uh, share the podcast with your friends. Uh, we appreciate all the support that we get from you guys. Uh, and, you know, we only grow by people fucking sharing us. You know? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. If you want us if you want us to be more well known and for people in your life to share in this experience with me and Dan then fucking share us out. It is that simple. Yeah. Because it's like kinks are only shameful until they become publicly acceptable. Ooh. Yeah. So if you want my cream pie and girls to be more publicly acceptable. I, I mean, I'm with it. <laughs> <laughs> then share the podcast. For sure. You know? Like if we could get him on like Dateline. Dateline? Yeah. <laughs> like the murder show? <laughs> no, it's a new show. Oh, is it? Yeah. They're uh. talking about, you know, the uh, the oppression that you've received. Because of the lifestyle that you chose to live, mm. you know, especially because you fought for that right to live that lifestyle. Goddamn right. Like, it's not illegal, except for, like, three states. And yeah, exactly. you're not hurting anyone. Except for, like, in three states. Yeah, except for, like, three states, why yeah. it's illegal. And, <laughs> and so it's, like, just, you know, if you're not hurting anyone, like, live your best life, you know? Agreed. And I, for one, think it's unfounded that Mike has to be oppressed and judged for his terrible lifestyle <laughs> when it should be more socially acceptable. I agree. Let this kink free. <laughs> <laughs> and if there's any topics that you want us to cover, uh, fucking shoot us a message. For sure. And uh, also let, uh, let us know what you think about previous episodes too. Like, do you guys like the call-ins? Do you like the guests? Do you have anybody in mind that you think we should uh, try to invite? Now, mind you, like Mike and I only have so much clout. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, there's yeah. certain guests that we can't get. Right. Like, so, we reached out to Jack Black, no return. Nothing, yeah. Nothing yet. He's, he's too big for us. Kyle Gass was all about it, but Jack Black said no. <laughs> <laughs> we like, get out of here, Gass. Yeah, get out of here, yeah. You bring Black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, we we got some big fucking plans coming up for the new year. I am legitimately excited for season three and just for more of, like, the uh, promotional stuff we're going to be doing. Like, we just gave did a giveaway earlier today. and Yeah. Yeah, I just, um, it's nice to give back, you know? It is. Uh, we gave away some stickers, which we're sitting there, and Mike is looking at himself in the mirror, and he's like, I should be a sticker. And It's not at all happened. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> no, it's not. If the, if the world would like to know what actually happened, it was um, Dan was like, 
he sent me a cartoon version of myself from one of my pictures and he was like what do you think of this and I was like it's me as a cartoon he was like bet <laughs> and then months later he just like he said check your mail and then I opened my mailbox and there's just a bunch of stickers of me that's exactly what no, happened flat out you're like we should have stickers with our faces on it now granted you were like Barney from the Simpsons drunk oh that's fair like bubbles coming out and everything yeah I do burp a lot yeah, like fucking Dumbo Trunk. Dumbo, Dumbo Trunk. <laughs> you remember that old cartoon? Of course I do, yeah. Yeah, he's like hiccuping the bubbles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you were hella drunk, and you're like, I should be on a sticker. Mm. And I was like, all right, cool. And then, so I made stickers. Because <laughs> I, I tend to be the kind of individual that you have to push, uh, that you have to hold back, not push forward. Ooh, I like that. You know, and <laughs> and so I made stickers with our faces on it, and Mike posted it, and immediately got a lot of interest. It drew a shocking amount of interest. <laughs> yeah, which was shitty because I only made like ten. <laughs> yeah, this is supposed to be like a special. They might be in the store, yeah. like soon, permanently. And I got like one person interested, and that was my girlfriend. So, <laughs> you know, she's she's an absolute angel. She's the best. Yeah, yeah she's very supportive. She is. Yeah, you know, you got you, you got to get you a, a girl that's supportive. Yeah, know? of course. I mean, that's just it's for anybody in life. Yeah, yeah exactly. Whether or, you're a guy or a girl. Yeah. yeah, if you're a girl, you got to get you a guy who's supportive. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you're a girl with big old titties you gotta get a bra that's supportive and holler at my boy aj uh, yeah yeah fucking aj fucking aj yeah fuck you <laughs> old piece of shit that's right yeah he's like 97 years old yeah <laughs> <laughs> one of the greatest source of joys in my life is huh. when seeing my friends have self-induced uh stress in their life oh yeah is it yeah like seeing you stub your toe or mm-hmm. like you know, AJ. I broke my toe the other day. Yeah, because you fucking punted your bed for no reason. I didn't punt it. I just was briskly walking, <laughs> and wow. my toe exploded <laughs> <laughs> for no reason. For no reason other no. than it just wanted to explode. No, you were trying to tiptoe out of a girl's room. Oh my god, it's, it was my own bed. Yeah, <laughs> that's her room. <laughs> yeah, it is now. She moved in. Jesus Christ! <laughs> and you broke the fuck out of your toe. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. I reset it myself. I was very proud. Well, I mean, that's what we have Corman for. Oh my God! Like the, you didn't want to disturb his Call of Duty. <laughs> like, no, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Yo, speaking of Call of Duty, what do you got? Uh, did you see the fucking our our home girl, um, Alexandra? Uh, fucking she. Uh, she's one of the characters on Call of Duty now. Yeah, no, I saw that. That's pretty fucking dope. Yeah, um, Alex uh, Zedra, Alex underscore Zedra is her, her Instagram handle. And we uh, we met up at Burbiz, and you know, she was super cool. And she uh, she does a lot of like cool um, like military photos and stuff uh, on Instagram and stuff, and other places, and like make calendars and stickers and shit. But uh, yeah, so Call of Duty like picked her up as uh, one of their characters. Yeah, no, that's fucking dope. Which is insane because it just goes to show you that you can go from like doing like real shit in the military to actually playing like Call of Duty. Like, being part of the Call of Duty fucking brand. Exactly. It's usually the other way around. <laughs> and the crazy fucking thing is, is that the Army has a fucking recruiting depot for their gaming team. Yeah. Like, you can literally join the Army to play Call of Duty. I'm just now realizing that eSports has reached the DOD. Yeah. Like, they're, like Nate, the guy who was on our last episode, he's like, world-class athlete program. Yeah. And there's some fucking schlub that's like, yeah, if your KD is over five, like, come try out. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm all about esports. So, it's so funny because, like, 
growing up like comic books and being like a recluse and playing video games was very like uh, it was very uncool and that's what I used to love doing and you know I love cartoons and, and movies and stuff and so now it's like Marvel's the biggest thing in the world. Yeah, and where like, was that energy when I had the fucking I had the beasts from X Men backpack? That's what I'm saying. Exactly. You that's know? what I'm saying. Yeah, like Ghostbusters. Yeah, sure, it's a class. I'm gonna rant about Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I had a Ghostbusters lunchbox, and like everybody made fun of me. But like now, it's like if you have that, now it's cool. It's re- it's like retro and hip and all that dumb stuff. But well, yeah, Marvel's made the biggest. Fun of you because they wanted to make out with you. Yeah, <laughs> you did not see me as a kid. You, <laughs> I would not want to make out with my th- with myself as a kid. Good, you shouldn't be thinking about making out with kids to begin with. Well, just myself. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so like I, I, yeah, I loved all that. I mean, Pokemon was the biggest thing in the world, and now it's still cool to do that. And like, it's just it's yeah, it's cool, but it's also very upsetting. So yeah. esports, I'm truly a hundred percent on board with. Like, and see the uh, the thing with that is if you notice, there's not a whole lot of. Um like military guys that are like like super huge. I mean, there's there's a couple guys, but like as far as like championship level with like um, e gaming and airsoft and stuff like that. Yeah. And you know, somebody sent me this video of this kid just absolutely destroying this other team uh, in airsoft, right? Mm-hmm. And he's just like just single handedly wipes out this whole other team. And I was like, damn. And like I in jest, I kind of said, man, you know, maybe that's where we should be recruiting, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, if uh, the three letter agencies or, you know, some you know cool guy team, you know, they need an operator on short notice or whatever, or they need to recruit, like go to these places and find these kids who are just like demolishing other people and then train them to do that with a gun. Right. right and then yeah. I started thinking, I was just like, but it'd probably be a lot different because like video game bullets don't hurt and BBs from Airsoft, you know, really don't hurt either. Like, yeah, if you get shot in the nipple, like that shit will suck, but yeah, you generally sure. wear armor, you know? Yeah. Like, and you know thick clothing and stuff so like yeah it'll it'll smite a little bit but um but generally like the i think <laughs> the big thing for me in actual firefights is knowing what the fuck a bullet can do for you right like to you and that really fucking makes you much more cautious and a lot less reckless you know mm-hmm. like i'm much less likely to fucking run out into a hail of gunfire you know to try to avoid bullets because if you take one you, know, you get shot in the fucking dick right or, i mean no, they don't care too much about anything else. Yeah, right. Thousand percent. Yeah, but if you get shot in the dick, like yeah. it's game over. Game fucking over. I'm yeah. going full Leroy Jenkins at that point. <laughs> so like BBs and like video games and stuff like that. It's not real life because there's not real life consequences. That's right. You know, like if you got fucking shot in the dick and then in a video game and then someone like fucking uh, Chef Rush, you know, some huge fucking swole motherfucker comes over and punches you in the dick as hard as he can. <laughs> then you'd yeah. be a lot more cautious about your fucking video game playing, you know? Very true. I think the new a uh, like AI games, like the uh, uh, the ones like you put over your eyes and shit, like yeah. it needs to be like, if you are playing Call of Duty game like that or like a zombie game, let's say, and then like you can like see zombies in your face grabbing you, there should be people grabbing you in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I think everything that happens to you in the game should happen in real life. Well, I mean, what if you get jerked off in the game? Then hopefully they have a koala blanket handy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um, have have you heard of the book Ready Player One? Ready yeah. Player One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They made it into a movie. The movie was pretty good. For uh, the book's always going to be better because books are like you know dozens of hours long. <laughs> Dozens, yeah. Yeah, I, I sent Mike uh, this book, and he's like, "Oh, that's eight hours." Uh, or we were talking about like writing a book, and yeah, like, that's saying right. it'd be yeah, eight yeah. hours long. He's like, uh, "Oh man, that's really long." I was like, "Bro, like the audiobook I just listened to is fifty six hours <laughs> long." Like, <laughs> no I, one told you to listen to the Bible on cassette. <laughs> and 
Yeah, so I mean, it's it's a it's a really good book, and um, it's all about virtual reality and um, like the the moral implications of you know the people in power keeping power and what they do to you know suppress the people who don't have power. Yeah, really good book. If 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 you like the audiobook's fantastic. Right. Um, but yeah, they have the the full suits where if you get injured in combat, like it has a physical reaction. And you can change it to either just like a buzz or like real pain. Yeah. You know, so like something like that. Uh, yeah, for sure. I 100% feel like if uh, if you're playing MLB uh, on, <laughs> on virtual reality and the pitcher throws a fastball at your head to walk you, you should be hitting the head with a ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like if <laughs> fucking you're playing Mortal Kombat. Right, exactly. And uh, fucking Jax grabs you by both legs and splits you down the middle like a wishbone. Yeah. I think you should be split down the middle like a wishbone in real life. I agree. Pay for it. Get what you pay for. <laughs> yeah. Like it'd be less incentive to stay indoors all day playing video games. Yeah. And more incentive to go out and actually do the boogaloo. I'm with it. I love it. Yeah. Which all jokes aside, when I was in Peru, the fucking boogaloo almost happened. Yeah, yeah. And then I was about to pop out to Chile, and then their fucking government was collapsing. <laughs> and I was like, man, yeah. like this is a lot less cool when I don't have my guns. Right, exactly, yeah. I don't like being part of the, bo- the boogaloo unless I can contribute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, there was riot police because there were riots, you know? And, right. You know, there were huge protests, and, you know, the, the, the president tried to fire Congress, and the Congress was like, no, you, <laughs> and hit him with the Uno reverse card. <laughs> and then he hit them with the Uno reverse card. Like, it was, it was fucking chaos. Oh, my God. And so, like, I'm, I'm sitting there, like, in my fucking, my, my hostel room, and, like, I hear all this fucking shit going on outside. And then I just hear this bullhorn just, like, loud as fuck, and this dude's, like, screaming. And I'm like, oh, fuck, like, they're right outside. Like, yeah. this isn't, like, a couple blocks away anymore. Like, this building's about to be burnt down. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm, I get all my shit ready, and I'm like, if I got to go, I got to go. You know, yeah. like, I have my, my shit ready to fucking throw on my back and run, you know? <sighs> so the next morning, I um, I go to the bar to get a beer. <laughs> I'm waiting for my, my, my bus, because, like, that right then and there, I booked a bus to get out of town. Yeah, for you know, sure. I was like, I'm going to go fuck off to the, the, the desert mm-hmm. and find this oasis city. And I did that. But the next morning, I'm waiting for my bus to show up. And I'm at the bar. And I'm like, bro, like, what was up with last night? Yeah, about like, last night. Yeah. yeah, I was like, dude, like, what was that guy so pissed about? And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, the guy with, like, the bullhorn. He was like, oh, no, he wasn't pissed about the government. He was just trying to sell fucking, uh, like, chips and stuff. And I was like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, they, they come riding up on their motorbikes, and they just yell at you with the bullhorn to be Jeez. like, hey, I got fucking shit out here. If you want to come get it, like, come get it. Come eat death to America Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh, you mean, like, when the fucking ice cream truck, uh, you know, plays, like, um, you know, like whatever fucking schoolyard song I say, like go through your neighborhood. And you're like, oh, it's the ice cream truck. And you go out and you get ice cream. Right. He's like, what's ice cream? And I'm like, ah, <laughs> I'm in South America. And then <laughs> he stabbed you. <laughs> <laughs> Only twice. Yeah, that's fair. Which honestly is three times less than I was expecting. And that's, yeah, that, yeah that's so decent I, numbers. Yeah. Yeah. So I had plenty of quick clot. <laughs> fucking quick clot. <laughs> fucking quick clot. <laughs> that shit was garbage. But dude, and it's crazy to think like how many people legit had quick clot. Like if you don't know what it is. It's some, like, crazy lava chemical that, like, instantly cauterizes and burns and turns into, like, this hard substance when you throw it, in it uh, throw it into, like, anything with uh, moisture in it. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you get shot and <laughs> you're an idiot, <laughs> right, right. put a bunch of quick clot in it, yeah. and it would basically clot the, the wound. So that way you keep your blood inside your body. Right, where it belongs. Yeah, but the problem was is this shit was, like... Uh, so good at clotting that the surgeons had to like basically like cut it out mm-hmm. and now the wound was bigger than it was to begin with i mean <sighs> granted it was a stopgap to get you to the next echelon of care right 
but you know, it, it ended up doing more harm than good yeah. in a lot of cases because like if it was like a serious like hemorrhage, then like okay. You know, like if this dude's gonna bleed the fuck out. Yeah. Then so be it. But like dudes were taking like small shrapnel wounds and they're like, quick claw. Yeah, exactly. Instead of like, you know, putting goss in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah fucking quick claw, ruining everything. Yeah, but I, I mean I get that. There are so many fucking sea stories and shit that our senior guys told us that we thought were like fucking law, you know? Of course, yeah. And it's like, you know, how much of that shit ended up uh, getting, like, disproven? Yeah. You know, like, do you remember when people used to put condoms on their barrels? No. I've never, I've never heard that, no. No, no. Okay, so, like, uh, uh, in the earlier phases of the war, people would get unlubricated condoms. Okay. Which, I, I, I would, one, I don't even know where to buy condoms to begin with. Right, I don't, I don't I, now what is a condom? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and two, where, where to find unlubricated one, because what's right. the fucking point, you know? Like, yeah. And, uh... <laughs> And so they would put them over their barrels uh, to keep the the dust out or whatever. Problem is, right. is that you know, I don't know how many condoms y'all have used in your lifetime, but you think of that compared to like an M sixteen barrel, yeah, that shit would just fall off all the time, right? And and even so, like uh, it, you, know, you look like a fucking asshole. Yeah, <laughs> why the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Why why is the muzzle of your weapon rib for her pleasure? <laughs> yeah, and then so like people would like kind of like try to pull it over their their uh, their front sight post and then like the little bayonet stub. <laughs> but then that also begs the question, like how the fuck are you supposed to acquire you know proper sight picture and sight alignment? Right. When you have a condom over your front sight post. Staffs are, and I'm playing it safe. <laughs> <laughs> and for for those Uber boots out there, yes, we actually used iron sights. Yeah, yeah, when, exactly. When we first invaded, I actually had iron sights on my rifle, my second. My first and my second deployment, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had a machine gun, the first one, iron sights, mm-hmm. and then um, my RCO, which was called an ACOG back then, mm-hmm. uh, broke. And you can tell it's broke, because when you look through it, it's filled with gas. Yep. Apparently, that shit's radioactive, <laughs> so you have to put it in a baggie and send it back to the manufacturer. <sighs> and Jesus. so they're like, well, use your iron sights. Yeah. And so there I am, fucking, uh, and every fucking firefight we got into for the rest of the deployment, like, using iron sights like a boot. <laughs> like... One click to the right. <laughs> <laughs> and hold. And hold, yeah. <laughs> no, actually, a lot of the firefights we got into were at nighttime, so I, I was just able to use, like, my uh, my peck laser. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The, I, I mean, you can't uh, can't understate, like, the value of a good peck, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, those things are Is pretty... that why you do so many push-ups? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I it's... hate you. <laughs> God, so many dad jokes. That's it. No, that's, it. <laughs> that's all I got. Okay, that's all you got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the infrared laser that goes on your rifle, and you could see um, where it points with your night vision. But then again, so can everybody else who has night vision. Right. Exactly. And so you know, you'd see these fucking undisciplined units, uh, mm-hmm. various MOSs and branches mm-hmm. on patrol with like their pecs on and or their IR flashlights on, and I'm like, look, man, like these guys can go on fucking Amazon and buy a fucking pair of MVGs. Right. Or like in the earlier you know points of the war when us and our allies you know were in a, a little bit more kinetic warfare like people lost their optics you know yeah for sure like there's been plenty of times where you know we've we've you know, crushed a hide or something and go in there and you see like they have like an M14 that they took from like a recon team or something you yeah know? yeah like unfortunately it happens yeah like that scene in Generation Kill where they had to push forward and just leave all that gear behind yeah like that shit actually happens it does. And, you know, especially like not all not all people are poor like the Marine Corps, so they <laughs> leave shit behind. That's and right. So like the enemy has optics. Yeah. And so like and to maintain the element of surprise, like we're going to turn our fucking infrared off. Yeah. Uh, maybe not put infrared chem lights all over us, you know, like 
actually try to use some fucking noise and light discipline. Yeah, exactly. Because you never know what the enemy has. And, you know, just to be complacent in the fact that you think that you're always going to be superior in every aspect, like, that, that's a good way to get your troops killed. Very, very true. <laughs> Do you have any... Um, yeah, any other pointers uh, as far as like things that you see that are complacency that uh, that, uh, that that people may not think about? Um, I think you talking about like specifically like combat areas. Yeah, or just like in garrison or whatever the case is. I mean, we all know the term complacency kills, and that's very yeah. true. Um, I think as somebody who's still active duty and does a fair amount of traveling, I think a lot of the complacency comes from like there's just not a lot going on as far as like uh like overseas and stuff yeah um and so a lot of people are just like okay like let me get this deployment in so i can get this award or this ribbon and like go on with my life you know what i mean like i remember when i first came in like for my first appointment like obviously everybody was deploying constantly and it was two war zones like it wasn't like there was no if ands or buts every branch like had a hand in it you know what i mean like everybody's going to war and uh I think now that that's not the case, everyone's kind of like, ugh, let me just get this trip out of the way, you know what I mean? But yeah. like, and I think that's, um, I think that's lost on a lot of uh, young soldiers, Marines especially, because they have these uh, staff and COs who have actually been in combat situations, and now they're like, okay, be ready for this, this, and this, and then then it just keeps not happening, and so they're like bored with it, you know what I mean? It's almost yeah. like it's almost like a world that doesn't exist to them. Like there was wars, I promise there were. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. a, lot, a lot of these young troops uh, are unfortunately joined because they wanna they wanna experience stuff like that, and they just never do, and so they're kind of like, oh, they just gap it off. So always for me, it's like always stay salty, always stay frosty, always be ready for it to happen. That's a it's really good point. So yeah, I, I I would like to say that if anybody um, you know thinks that. It, it can't happen to them. Just look at, you know, the most recent deaths that we've had, yeah. whether it be through um, you know, enemy action or training accident, like shit happens, you know, mm-hmm. like we have people dying in combat and training all the time. And I think one of my big pet peeves is people who think that uh, nothing bad will happen. So they don't pie corners on patrol. They don't move tactically. They don't wear their night vision when they're on post. They, right. you know, fall asleep. You know, they don't pay attention to their sector of fire. They mm-hmm. just gaff things off, you know, because they think that it can't happen. But if you've ever carried a fucking you know, KIA onto a bird, you know that that shit can happen. And it's infuriating to see people who don't take it seriously because it's just like, bro, like I have way too much sex to have <laughs> when I get home yeah. to let your complacency get me killed. Exactly. I had a gunny one time when I checked into one three. Um, I'm not going to say his name. Super nice. Super nice dude. Super salty. He, uh. He had like uh, like a visible twitch. He'd always like turn his head and like like kind of click his eye and stuff. Yeah. And so I mean, he was like riddled with PTSD. And he talked about um, me and him were just in his office one day and we we're just talking about nothing. But then he just like kind of went into the thousand yard stare and he's like, yeah, he's like, uh, you know, fucking once his nuts fell asleep on post. He's like, and then he would just like kind of be quiet and he'd sit there with this big dip and he'd be like, yep, yeah, if it weren't for him, you know, Mikey'd still have his legs. And like he, you could tell he's reliving everything because yeah. of that one moment. So like. Um, yeah, shit like that uh, affects people, so don't think it can't happen. Definitely, I uh, I think one of the um, the hardest things for any warfighter to do is to leave his unit. Yes, very true. And um, whether it be because your contract's over or because you're changing duty stations, like there's a lot of emotions that go into it, right? Yeah. And for me, when I left Third uh, Battalion, Six Marines, there was a lot of guilt because 
I was going off to be a combat instructor in Quantico. And so, like, I understood the nobility of that, right? Like, you know, we got to train the, the future leaders and blah, 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 blah. Right. But they were going on another deployment back to the same Ramadi Fallujah AO that we had just came from. Yeah. And I'd already, you know, done two deployments to Iraq with them. And, um, and I left. And I remember, um, like, two weeks after they left for their deployment, um, you know, a group chat comes up and it's like, Hey man, like, uh, you know, three, six just had their first KIA. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. You know, like you knew it was going to happen. Of course. This was, um, I think 2008. Um, so we had done the 2007 surge, um, Sunni awakening deployment, mm-hmm. which that was a fucking, <laughs> that was a shit show. <laughs> I mean, in a good way, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't as crazy as like, Oh five. Uh, but, uh, it was, it, it definitely peaked down for a little bit and then 07 came up and like, you know, punched him in the dick. Yeah. And then it's kind of tapered off a little bit, but, um, yeah, you know, you got that text message and then like, you know, you see a couple bubbles pop up or go away or whatever. And like, nobody wants to be the first person to say anything. Right. And then eventually someone, um, like I forgot, I think it was maybe Facebook or like a group channel, Facebook or something. Right. Maybe it might've been WhatsApp. I don't know. I'm fucking, <laughs> I don't old. fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's some fucking thing. And uh, eventually somebody broke the silence and they're like, you know, do you know what happened? And the guy was like, yeah, the kid fell asleep on post Mm. and he got shot in the back of the head. Fuck me. And it's like, fuck, man. Like you hate to see a Marine die and you really hate to see them die that way. Mm -hmm. Like it was, I'm not going to say 100% preventable. Right. Because I wasn't there. I don't know the circumstance. And, you know, you don't want to blame anyone because you weren't there. Right. But it's just like, who is this fucking team leader? Who is this squad leader? You know? And it's bad enough that those guys got to, you know, live with that for the rest of their life, even though it's not in entirely their fault, you know? It, yeah. And I hate to say it this way, but it is the individual's fault. And I really hate to say it, but I know a fair amount of people who have been either killed or injured, and it's because they were doing something stupid. Right. They were doing something that they, you know, would have yelled at one of their boots for doing if they had caught them, but they were bored and they were lazy and they were complacent. And they, they didn't do this. They didn't wear that seatbelt. They didn't check this corner. You know, they didn't, um, you know, sweep this area and they, they paid the fucking ultimate price for it. Absolutely. And so if you think for a fucking single second that it can't happen to you and this isn't just for the military, like, I mean, this can extend to anything. Like if you're, you know, um, you know, a, a girl in college or a guy in college, you know, like if you don't think your fucking drink can get roofied, like, you know, there's a fucking uh, tens of thousands of people out there who disagree with you. Nobody wakes up in the morning thinking, I'm going to step on an ID today or I'm going to get roofied at a party today. Right. But unfortunately, there are fucking monsters out there and this shit happens. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, you know, you got to protect yourself and you got to be the example for other people, especially like in combat situations where, you know, if somebody sees you always setting the example, like you're always pieing your corners, you're always fucking, you know, doing your fives and 25s, you're always, you know, the one to make sure that all your gear squared away, you're always wearing your night vision on post other people are going to see that and they're not going to want to be lesser in your eyes, you know? Absolutely. And if somebody's like, oh, well, you're fucking being a suck dick or whatever, like you don't need to listen to that person. Right. Like don't fucking risk your own life and the, the lives of people around you for somebody who's probably going to bitch and complain their whole four years and then spend the next 20 years with their Facebook profile picture nice. as their as their boot camp picture, you of know? Of course, yeah. Be, be the example, not the result. Best fucking way to end this episode. Fucking A. Bye. Bye.